Interview the Girls is track number 8 on Muse's sixth studio album, Plus Minus. It was released on indie label Play It Against Sam in 2015. The song was produced by Michael Beinhorn and Mew, and Kimbra sings backing vocals. Interview the Girls is number 71 in the Fringers survey. Hi, this is Jonas from Mew, and uh, you're listening to the MewX podcast. You tell me. Welcome to a bit of a bonus episode of uh, the MUX podcast. How are you guys feeling tonight? Oh, you go first, Adva. Um, <laughs> Tell the truth. Uh, good. <laughs> feeling all right, yeah. <laughs> Excited for the episode, at least, yeah. This is not why it's a bit of a bonus episode. It just happens to be the circumstances we're uh, recording on. Uh, I personally have a look, caught my myself a bit of a cold here and... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to power through, all drugged up, um, on paracetamol and whatnot. Uh, but that's kind of my my status here. Um, but I know you guys had a bit of a a wild night. You <laughs> <laughs> say that again? Yeah, uh, I went to a bachelor party last night, so I'm feeling okay. <laughs> I went to a wedding last night, and I do not feel okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your honesty, Kier. <laughs> and then of course you Anne. maybe maybe you need to host today's episode yeah i've had a very restful week uh i actually took a, about six days off of work and got some rest because i was getting like really really stressed out and snapping at everybody and not myself at all and i feel like a million times better so i actually nice. feel great today this is where I, i'll cut in the the reason why this is a bit of a, a bonus episode is uh, we weren't actually originally planning to cover today's song um no at least not in this round of of songs uh the thing is when uh, when we had Kier join us uh, we had already kind of picked the list of songs we wanted to cover and kind of put them in in the order we wanted and such uh, but then in uh, in what shall we call it like an inspired night where you decided to prepare a bunch of stuff you, yeah. you Kier ended up um writing a bunch of stuff for this song can you tell us what what happened here yeah i have no idea i was looking at the like the lists of episodes that we had to do and somehow i convinced myself that interview the girls was on the list um don't know why i just love the song so much i just kind of willed it i guess and i've manifested <laughs> this episode now from sheer willpower <laughs> wow <laughs> that's so strength well I want to say you you didn't will it through completely. <laughs> you were helped a little bit here, absolutely. Because um, um, furthermore, on our one of our latest episodes for uh, the Night Believer, we were joined by Hugo, the photographer behind the Takis video "When the World Wakes Up." And in this episode, we were actually hoping to be joined by Karima from also from Guadalajara in Mexico, who works as an actor and model and plays the main character of said video. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but we wanted to offer her a chance to join us on a future episode. And this is where you come in, Karime, because uh, you also wanted to be on the Interview the Girls episode. 
can you uh, maybe start by, by telling us your relationship with Mew and, and this song in particular? Yeah, well, hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me this, hey. this day. Hi. And, well, um, I met Mew through my brother like maybe five or six years, no, like eight years ago. And I remember my brother listened to this song like when I just find out Mew exists. And I was like, wow, like that voice is so pretty. Like just the, the combination with the music and Jonah's voice. I was like, wow, that's not really good. So I approached to him and I was like, wait, like which song is this one or which band is this one? And he was like, oh, it's Mew, they're from Dinamarca. Like you should listen to them. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. And then I went on YouTube and I started looking for that song spe like specially. And I don't know, it's just like so... I don't know I, I want to say like peaceful in a way because of the music is very like calm and like I don't know it's just I remember like it was the first time I heard from them and it just remind me so much of that time that I was like I, I think I really like this band and then find out the other songs and yeah I think it's one of my favorite groups mm -hmm. so this must be back in 2015 Something yeah like kind of uh yeah maybe like 2012 or something yeah because 2015 was the first time i saw me on live um so it was like two years before that so 2013 it, I think. 2015 was the year that the song came out so if that was the first song you heard was it was that the case yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah yeah, so the I mean, 2015. I don't know which year we are, so... No, no it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to yeah. yeah. Time doesn't yeah, make sense like, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For me, 2020 didn't exist, so... No, exactly. <laughs> I don't know which year I am. Yeah. yeah, so it was 2015, and then... Yeah, I saw Mew the first time in Corona Capital in Mexico City. Mm. Mm. That year, I remember. Yeah. Or it was 2016. I don't know. One of those years. Yeah. But yeah, that was the first time I heard from them. Wow, cool. Mm. Was that also the, the first time you, you thought you might be a bit of a fan? Yeah, actually, yeah. Like, I have my few uh, favorite songs on that time. And then when I saw them on the Corona Capital, I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, like, I really like this music. You know, like, you go and you listen, like, every every part of the song or the music that you're like, okay, I kind of feel it on my body. I kind of feel mm. it inside me. Mm. So yeah, it was when I realized that I really like Mew, and then I I didn't stop listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another feeling. Yeah, well, what was it like being in that crowd at Corona Capital? Okay, so it was kind of okay. So Mew was playing the second day, and on my first day of the Corona Capital, I had a panic attack because it was so crowded. Mm -hmm. So for the second day when it was Mew playing, I was like, I was with two of my best friends from Mexico too. And I was like, you know what? Like, I really want to see this band, but I don't want to go all the way in the front because mm. that happened yesterday when I went to the other band and I had a panic attack. So I stay all the way in the back and I was just like um, looking through the screens mm. and all these like visual, um, visual material that Jonas always put in like, with the songs and I was like, I wish I could really be like in front of it to really enjoy this, but like the, the song was really good. So it wasn't that bad because I was all, all the way in the back, but then 2017, they came to New York 
to this place, I think it was ballroom, something like that, and I went by myself, and I was all the way in the front, so <laughs> it was like, okay, now it's worth it, now I'm seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice. I really enjoyed it when I was in the Corona Capital, and it was the first time I saw them. Yeah. So I get a sense that you're a bit of um, what I guess we can call like a late Mew fan. You you joined yeah. around the time <laughs> plus minus was was in the works, and uh, give us a few what's what's besides interview the girls obviously. Mm-hmm. Do you have other yeah. um, like a few favorite songs, just to get a, a feel? Yeah, I mean, well, I think Comfort and Sounds is my favorite um, mm. for the entire. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, I have a couple of them, but I think. Um, Comfort and Sounds and Interview the Girls are one of the most that I really enjoy listening to. Like, it doesn't matter my mood that I'm in. Hmm. So it's like those songs that I can really listen anytime, any day, any situation, any anything. And I'm always going to be like enjoying it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, so when I, when I came, when I went to the concert in New York, I met one of my best friends now. And she she was a really fan of um, you even before me, <laughs> and she introduced me to a couple of the old album songs, and then I went through and then I was like, okay, they're really cool too, but I think I like more like the ones that I start, <laughs> the ones that I get into Mew and then the yeah. the the, mm-hmm. the newest one. Yeah. But but I mean I think in general it has like a lot of um, different. Um, kind of um, no music, but like rhythms. Hmm. We can call it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. But I think those are one of my favorite songs ever. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we we move into to the song in question here, let's uh, talk a bit more about you. Um, so I understand you you work as an actor and a model, uh, and also um, thank you for. Uh, for spending some time with us, oh, um, thank you and, for and fitting us in your your schedule, uh, yeah, I understand <laughs> you're uh, you're working a bit all over the world. Or can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So, well, I started my model career ten years ago, and I moved to New York in 2016. And I'm not really like an like an actress career, but I really want to join it. Actually, last year I was supposed to start my acting career, but uh, COVID came and I had to stop everything. Oh. But since I was little, I really liked to like I don't know. I was making like these um, scenes on my head and like I don't know. It was just I was so dramatic when I was little. <laughs> I was creating all these stories and and I always like it's it's so easy for me to get into like roles that are not mine when I trying to to get something that I can have like you know when you're a kid and you 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 have to make all these like scenes to to get something that your parents are like no yeah and it was just so easy for me to get to different roles even like I was playing like a guy sometimes and it was easy for me because I have my older brother so I was like okay I'm gonna just pretend that I'm my brother and I was mm-hmm. like acting like him <laughs> cool. and I think um <laughs> and I think like modeling is pretty close to acting because you you have to be on the shooting someone that the client or the designer want to see like, okay, so for this uh, photo shoot, your mood is going to be like you're, you're super tired and you hate the world and you don't want to talk to anyone. So like you have to 
create their personality to show up on the pictures. Hmm. So I think it's easier for me because of that. And I've been doing this since like 10 years. So, um, but yeah, I travel a lot around, like in the world, uh, mostly Europe and Japan. Cool. Uh, I've been a couple of times over there. And yeah, that's what I do over my life. And I just started um, this year um, interior design career. Ooh. Just for another hobby and mm. future because last year it was like, okay, I need to do something else because modeling mm-hmm. is going to die. So, like, you know, it's easier for for the industry to get down when these, like, things happen. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a little bit of um, my career. Cool. So, you play the main character, I guess we, we can call it in the music video for When the World Wakes Up by Techies, Jonas' new project here. You also have a bit of a cameo in, in the Signify video, the, the latest song just released. Yeah. Hugo told us a bit about that, um, but we'd like to hear like your experience with it. It was really weird and magical at the same time because... So after the, the concert I saw from you in 2017, I remember I started following Jonas on Instagram and like Mew and like everything. But that was like, when was it, like three, four years ago? And then I forgot about like, I mean, I'm, I'm into Instagram, but I'm not really like looking to everyone like, what are you doing? Whatever. So I remember last year, it was um, middle July, I think. And I woke up and I was in, I was uh, back in Mexico because of the pandemic. So I was living with my parents and like, I remember I woke up <laughs> in the middle of the day and then I saw on my notifications uh, um, something about Jonas, like he, he liked a picture of me or something like that. And I was like, oh, is that real Jonas? Like, <laughs> wow, like I, I cannot believe it, you know? And, and then I look into the Instagram in he was following me and I was like, oh, how did I find out that I exist? You know, because on the concert in 2017, I remember he grabbed my hand at the end when like mm. they were, they, they closed the concert with a uh, comforting sounds and he kind of went down with the guitar when he was playing it by the end. And like people went crazy and they pushed me, like I was in the front <laughs> row. So they pushed, they kind of pushed me. So my hand went straight to, to the stage so I have pretty long arms, so I went to the stage. <laughs> and so he grabbed my hand and like everyone was like, ah, like screaming and he was grabbing all hands like like that. So I was like, I cannot believe after like four, three years, like he grabbed my hand. Now he's like following me on Instagram, like how, how he, he knows about me, you know? Mm-hmm. So after a couple of days, he, he started reacting some stories of, of what I, I was posting on Instagram and then we start talking about like random stuff like very random stuff like oh how's your COVID going or like uh, life going and like we start talking and like for a couple couple months I think we were talking well we talk about many things like he used to live in New York so we talk about New York he got to Japan so we talk about Japan and like uh, giving some food references and stuff like that and it was so weird because I was like cannot believe I'm talking to him just like he like he's my friend you know like I never even met him like Hugo did like he he met them through backstage so he had a conversation with them like I, I didn't so hmm. um, and I remember I was telling Jonas one time that yeah I wanted to be an actress and I have these plans but like COVID just um, canceled everything because I have to move up to Mexico and whatever 
he was like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Like, I, I think you can be like a good actress and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Hopefully one day I can start doing all these movies and whatever. And like, it was, I think it was September or end of August. And he he wrote me on Instagram, like saying like, hey, I have like, like, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I have this new project with one of my friends, um, from this band that it was Toby and I wanted to ask you like I know and I understand if you say no like because you're professional you're a model like you you work through an agency but I wanted to ask you if you want to be part of the video like it's such a casual thing like you don't have to have this huge team and like production and like nothing it's just like you and one camera and I don't know if if you want to be part of it and I was like oh <gasps> why what like this is real like am i dreaming or something and i was like oh you know what like thank you so much for uh contemplating for this like it would be amazing for me to do it like i just don't have like you know like the the cameras or stuff like that he was like no like you can if, if there's a friend that can help you or or something i was like okay let me think about because all my friends that are photographers they're they're in Mexico City and I was in Guadalajara so I was like let me see who I can contact and ask for for this uh, project and he was like you know what I met this guy like a couple years ago on backstage he's I think he's from Guadalajara and he's a photographer and let me let me see if I can contact him and I can introduce you and if you if you like uh, like his work like you can work together as both of you are in Guadalajara and it's going to be easy and I was like, you know what, it's your project. So if you if you really like this guy, like I'm happy to work with him. Cool. So after like a couple of days, he he made like a Instagram group with Ugo and Jonas and me. And he was like, hey, like, oh no, he sent me first uh, Ugo's profile on Instagram. He was like, just take a look at his, of his work. Like, let me know what you think. And I was like, oh my God, like this guy is really good. Like mm-hmm. his yeah. pictures are amazing. Like it looks so like cinematography. Like mm-hmm. I think it, it would be amazing if I, if I get to work with him, you know? Yeah. And he was like, okay, so let me introduce you. And like, we can have these brainstorms and I can explain a little bit of uh, what do we want for the video and like whatever. And I was like, okay, good um so he he made this group and we were like he was introducing Ugo and me and and yeah he explained he gave us like a general idea of the video and I was like okay you know what I'm gonna make like a mood board of uh what uh feelings I can show up on the video or like about references that we can all um see if we like or not or what you think like blah 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 he was like, okay, perfect, yeah, like, do whatever you want, just send me the videos whenever you have it, and then we can have a video call just to catch up and see what you've been doing, and if I want to add something, we're like, okay, great, and I remember I text Ugo, like, on private message, like, oh my god, like, this is really happening, he was like, I cannot believe this is happening, I'm like, oh my god, no, like, how do you meet Mew, and like, we, we start talking about how we kind of like met uh, the band and then the first I didn't meet Ugo before so it was everything was new for me and then the first day we started uh, filming I remember Ugo picked me up and 
we were just in shock like are we really gonna do this for for like Jonas for like the band <laughs> <laughs> like we were in shock and then we sat in a coffee shop for like think about a bit of how we want to start because I mean it's like we didn't know each other we we didn't know what to expect from each other you know like I can do my job and he's gonna be doing his job but like at the end we don't know if he's gonna be like good results because we never done this uh, I mean I work with productions but like they told me what to do and how to do it and like just I'm just doing whatever they say but like this one was from from zero from for us like we have to make everything like um, the clothes, um, the scenarios, the um, like a little scenes, like the story of what's gonna happen in this time, because you you need a little story to pretend what you're gonna do. And so it was, it was pretty <laughs> much just your own project, and he, he yes, kind of, <laughs> yeah, with a general idea of what Jonas to do wanted. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, so I made this mood board and I showed him to like, oh, I can make this because I remember Jonas told us like. I want like crazy things like I don't want anything to see that oh this character is going through a breakdown because her heart was broken and like you know he didn't want that he just want like just do crazy stuff that didn't have any sense between and so we we thought about like maybe we should do like kind of uh, different world, worlds from this girl like something he can be a little bit more boyish but we don't know why or we don't know which one is the reality and which one is the fantasy or you know like we like dimensions kind of yeah 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 um hugo so, talked about it as well how you were trying to display different emotions and in, in different places and, and yeah play a little bit on the the title of when the world wakes up which kind of yeah. plays into to covid <laughs> right so yeah he, he talked about that and uh it it shows. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we tried. So we started uh, filming, and then other friends were helping us to like the setup of the lighting or like taking other like pictures and whatever. And it took us like four or five months, kind of, to film everything. And then we had this uh, video video call with Jonas. Uh, I think it was November, or December, something around there. And we showed him a little bit of what we were doing. He was like, oh my God, yeah, like, I really love it. Like, it looks amazing. But I also wanted to see, like, more details about, like, hands or maybe, like, some go-go-like stuff, like, more mysterious. And we were like, okay, perfect. Like, yeah, we have many ideas of what we want to do because when we started recording more, like, we, we got more, like, um, ideas and, like... Um, places that we wanted to to film like you know like you start getting more into the project into the vibes and everything so you start getting thinking more and so yeah after that we we kept recording uh, more um films and when we finished we sent everything to jonas and then we kept doing it just because for fun and then so we were like okay let's send these videos in case he he wanted to add some more some more or or whatever and then the last the last shots we did um there's the ones that are in signify mm -hmm. and oh, yeah, yeah so it was kind of a little bit of experience like i think it was one of the best things that happened to me 2020 
because yeah. <laughs> for everyone it was such a bad year but <laughs> I yeah. think that part was really oh, amazing like it made my year like complete you know like after going through all these COVID shit and like whatever yeah. I was like oh my god this is such an amazing opportunity and like uh, I cannot believe that I'm working with one of the bands or the artists that I really like mm-hmm. and yeah I think it was just so magical how everything happened for no reason like I never thought like <laughs> I would speak to him before this project you know like I don't know it was it was really cool and I think we Hugo and I we became really good friends after that and yeah such a good team <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah really cool. the video came out so wonderful it's such a beautiful and exciting and like yeah. joyful mm-hmm. video yeah to watch. Oh, thank you <laughs> it's one <laughs> of those that. ones you can't really separate the song and the video. You kind of have to have mm-hmm. them both in your head because mm-hmm. they, yeah. they mm-hmm. go together <laughs> so well. Yeah. When I when I saw it, I thought this goes together so perfectly. Yeah. So mm. what you what you two did together to make the the images for that video mm-hmm. it just it's it's magical. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, what I can say, I really enjoy this this project and working with Ugo was like I don't know. It was like an honor for me. Like he he do very well everything like every picture every single detail he he put on it it was like wow like he's so young and he's so talented that i can Mm -hmm. never thought i can make this good team with this guy you know like Mm -hmm. you 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 never know what to expect from the other ones yeah indeed and then on on such a kind of a a whim is yeah uh, yeah that's pretty wow it just it's really well done yeah yeah it's just yeah, like perfect you. how you both live in Guadalajara and you both kind of Jonas knew of both of you somehow and it just how it all turned into this amazing video and project it's just yeah it's, it's so great and it's how you know I guess that's how yeah. you have to work now in this new world with COVID and then they couldn't travel to Mexico they just wanted to make a video and they just asked you across the globe almost and it's like yeah <laughs> You can work for yeah. them in, in a whole different continent, and it's just fascinating to me how it worked out. Yeah, I, I wonder how first... many artists he follows like that. Yeah, <laughs> like he, <laughs> he must have made a little collection by by now. Yeah, yeah. Just because I remember strings. first, uh, Jonas told me like, "We would love to, you to fly to Denmark, and we can do with you the video, but it's impossible because of COVID." So mm. I think it's gonna work like this. You know, at the beginning, I was really nervous because I was like, "What happened if?" It's not what he wants to because I mean all the the videos that he has done they're amazing and like, with all these like visual and effects it's like mm-hmm. just so cool that I was like what happened if he doesn't like it and he hmm. he trusts in us like very like with his close eyes closed you know like he was like yeah. do whatever you want um, I don't care like just give me some details like this this and this but it's all your project so we were just like eh, what happened and when he told us like oh yeah your video is going to be the first one we were like oh no like we, we have so much <laughs> pressure and so much stress because I was like what happened if it's what um, what happened if it's not what they want or what they visualize about this project and we're like ruined everything because we're the first one and like but I think it got very good um results and reviews about the song and the video so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, how was people's reaction when when they they saw that and, and learned of that project you had like your friends and your family like what was there a reaction or how did you experience um, it 
so well my family because we well they know the band because of my brother and <laughs> like mm. my brother was like oh my god like that that sounds like crazy like how, <laughs> how this happened i was like i don't know i'm like you like i don't know how it happens <laughs> But uh, he was really excited, and then my parents were like, "Oh my God! Like you, you, you see, like the effort you've been putting in all your your career and your years. Like you never thought Proud you would be working with." Them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then my friends, like a lot of them, they don't know new. So they were like, oh, but who is this guy? And I was like, oh, like, you have to listen to them. Let me tell like, you. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Like, turn out your music and let me put mine on. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, they were kind of excited, but they didn't understand what, what, what we really were doing because it doesn't have a story. So they were like, oh, so why are you filming? We're like, oh, this, like, this story that doesn't have a story, <laughs> but it's Musical, happening like yeah. this. Yeah, and it's like, a, yeah, so they were really excited. And then when when I post the video and like um, people start like reacting like, oh, this looks amazing. Like, and then my dad, you know, like as a proud dad, he was showing mm. to all his friends and like, mm. you have to listen to this music. My, my daughter is on it. And like, oh. yeah, it was really cool. And a lot of people like that I, I don't know if they were from um, around the world that they follow Jonas. I don't know. I got like a couple messages from Instagram like, hey, congratulations. Like your video is amazing. Like, thanks for giving all these like vibes. And like, um, yeah, a couple of friends that they were following me. The, the process, like, they were more into Mew. The, the ones that I went with um, to the Corona Capital with them, mm -hmm. they were, like, I was posting some of the pictures, like, behind scenes, and he was, like, oh, my God, I just love how you project on the on the pictures the feeling that, that you wanted to express. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was really good at, by the end, like, with everything people was coming and saying so i'm really happy and i'm really satisfied of the results and everything yeah so i think it's beautiful when people trust their intuition like Jonas trusted both of you you and hugo to take on this project and do your best work and mm -hmm. you trusted yourselves to do the work even though it was challenging and, and a little overwhelming And it all worked out nicely. Like, it was like the universe was saying to you and to Jonas and to Toby, this is how it's going to work and it's mm -hmm. going to work out perfectly. Just trust it. And it did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how, you know, like those little signs that you get from, I don't know, the universe when you when you start like um, uh, losing your faith or losing your, I don't know, like your mind. And then these little things came up and you're like, oh, okay, so that means something is, I'm doing something good. Like I need to keep going because, you know, um, last year I was trying to, I was kind of thinking to quit modeling and like just get go back to Mexico and like having like a normal life. And then this happened and I was like, oh, no way. Like I, I like he's trusting me. He's trusting Hugo. So there's a sign that I need to keep going through my, like, Through my dreams you know like it's not mm -hmm. that i'm gonna give up just like easily because a pandemic came and like ruined my life so I was like i need to keep fighting for my dreams and what i want and if i really want to become like an actress as i said since i was little this is an opportunity i have to to show the world that i can't do this you know or like prove myself that he's trusting me and so more people can trust me and i can trust myself yeah yeah and uh, congrats with the video <laughs> 
Thank you. I feel like yeah. we uh, we need to get back to the uh, the song in question. Um, yeah. We usually start episodes with this question, but we're quite a bit in. How are you guys uh, liking Interview the Girls before today? Start. Let's start with you, Kareem. We, we guess we kind of knew no, but but what what's your uh, your feeling on it? Um, I don't know. It just um, it makes me feel like um, as I mentioned before. I think like it doesn't matter the mood I'm during the day. I just listen to this song and it makes me like those vibes that I need to go with my day. Like I don't know. Like just the music is so nice. It's like very bumping in a way <laughs> i don't know if the word the correct word i want to say but. uplifting yeah 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 so and also like i don't know it's just <laughs> because it reminds me when the first time I, I listened to them i was like oh yeah i really like this band and like that voice is just so so good that it's just yeah i really like it so much mm, yeah. it makes me happy in a way Kim? yeah i i love this song it's I think it's one of music's most underrated songs, and I would say on plus minus, it's probably my second favorite song after Rose. Um, but I agree with Karime, it's um, very uplifting, and it's one of those songs that I can always listen to. And for me, I always have that same uplifting feeling, even though the lyrics are a little bit um, all over the place in terms of emotion. Uh, and to me, it's always kind of felt like a continuation of Jonas's solo work, like on the Skyscraper soundtrack. It's got oh. that same sort of like childlike almost vibe to a dreamy quality. Mm -hmm. And so it feels more like his solo work than it does a full Mew song. So when I approach it with that sort of mindset, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I've... I've mentioned this before, I think, but uh, I've honestly not been a fan of the song since it came out. But uh, it, like, it's been mostly been a skip for me. But recently, I've started to realize it's not half as bad as I first thought it was. And just today, when I listened to the song again to prepare for this and reading the lyrics while listening to it, I actually think I like the song a lot now. And I have no idea why I never it never clicked with me until now. Because uh, I used to say that this was the only Muse song I didn't really care for. But mm. why I was so against it, mm. I can't really defend now. <laughs> I, I think, I, I don't know, I think it was the chorus that I just, like, I, I didn't know what they were singing in the chorus. And I'd never, oh. like, for some reason, never bothered to check the lyrics. I don't know. It it's, is a bit hard to yeah. grab onto, yeah. And yeah. so I was just, I couldn't really explain it, but... Because like, but it's it's just Jonas singing beautifully in harmony with himself. It's like what we <laughs> yeah. all love. I don't know why I didn't like it. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, I have no no idea. I can't really explain it. But I can safely say now that I was wrong, and I'll stop skipping the song from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I've I love Plus Minus. I think it's a fantastic album. But I always felt about Interview the Girls a bit like how I. I feel about say a song like Symmetry or Behind the Drapes like it's it's all right but I usually tend to skip it I want to get to the really good stuff like it gets over overlooked by by the other songs on the album mm -hmm. um I guess we we recently covered Learn Our Crystals mm -hmm. I guess in kind of the same way like it's it's never drived with me and um and that's not because I think the song's bad or anything uh, I actually it, it, I always wonder, like, why do people dislike this song? It, 
it's not doing anything wrong necessarily. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, there isn't anything to point to that say like that because of that. It's I dislike it. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible pop song, right? Like it's not in the shame of Mew, okay. um, yeah. but it, it also just gets over. It's so late on the album; it just gets overlooked uh, yeah. when, when there's so many yeah. other great songs uh, to to pick from. I think so. Yeah. With that said, um, because it is such a, a deep cut on the album. There also aren't any other versions of this song. There are no like known remixes or anything. And uh, until 2018, it had never been played live either. So it's not like the band has given the the song a lot of love, uh, at least not until they started touring Fringers. Um, this is where we saw the first few live performances. Um, I don't know. Have, did any of you guys get to see the song live? Yes. No, I didn't. Unfort- Wait, did I? Yeah, you saw, I don't think so. You saw them in London, did. didn't you? Oh, was it in Village Underground? Uh, not not Village Underground, but didn't you see it at the, the Barbican? Ah. Oh. They played it there. Well, I guess we should say... Um, ah, okay. I must have done. The, yeah. The first live performance was at Steengill in Copenhagen, yeah. which is this tiny venue where anyone who wants to play can play. Uh, so obviously they, they booked that as sort of a, a throwback to the time when they were a nobody, like mm-hmm. a n- nothing band uh, that had some songs like MRI and Comforting Sounds um, and, and we're about to release a big album, right? They probably played that place. Uh, so they booked it for the 2018 tour uh, as a bit of a special performance and um, that's where they premiered Interview the Girls. Den her næste sang, den har vi faktisk heller aldrig spillet før. Um, så lad os se, hvordan det går. So many harsh words And your crimson lips I go Cause you were right And I know We're right on the radio You tell me During the the Barbican shows in London, they actually had some uh, like I think it was a string quartet playing along yeah. with the band. Oh. And did the string quartet play with any on any other songs that night? Yeah, yeah, they played with like I think City Voices was the first one they started with, oh. and I think it yeah. really added a lot to that wow. song. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, they went like off. Uh, like they kept going back and forth on stage. Like they, sometimes they just left the stage and they came back for another song. And yeah. It was quite cool. I actually have got a list of all the songs they played with. So the string quartet was with City Voices, Interview the Girls, Apocalypso, Louise Louisa, Symmetry, She Came Up for Christmas, and Comforting Sounds, apparently. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a cool addition. I forgot mm. they played Interview the Girls at that show. Can't believe it. Yeah. I'm ashamed. <laughs> 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 wonder how the Berrikins show came about and why I haven't heard more about it. 
Kier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they played they played two shows that night. I went to both of them. Didn't you go to both as well, Kier? Or uh, I think I actually only went to one um, okay. for the Barbican shows. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just remember that was just an amazing one of the best music shows I've been to. I remember the second show uh, was especially good because that's when the crowd was more drunk <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just like I remember remember during like she spider and snow brigade every like the crowd just went kind of nuts and just it was it's an all seated show but people started standing up and dancing around and it was yeah. so great i just love that show yeah <laughs> and so we're moving on to song title analysis for interview the girls what does this uh, what does this title mean? You think, and who are the girls? I really struggle with this one, and I think it's it's less about who they are and more about what they represent. Yeah, because I think yeah. they're more like a personification of innocence or uncorruptedness, or you know that sort of thing. Some some um, young person who has not seen the cynicism of the world yet. Mm. It's a very interesting title for a song i never yeah. understood it <laughs> yeah same i really really struggled with this it kind of seems like we're picking all the songs that i'm having the hardest time cracking this season <laughs> yeah yeah they all need to get covered at some point so yeah <laughs> i do find the title very uh, eye-catching because i remember yeah. when i first saw the um plus minus release and i saw the name interview the girls i was like that's a very interesting name for a song yeah um so I was anticipating it as well for when it came up. Yeah, that's what I love with the Jonas's writing in us. Like he makes all these titles that are very, it, it does. It makes very few like generic song titles. It's always mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. like a sentence. You know, we know that you know all this. Sometimes life is easy and all those songs, the Sukibus boy. They're all very. Am I right? No. Am I right? No. Yes, maybe the weirdest <laughs> one, right? It's a question and an answer in the title with only four words. That's yeah, crazy how we you know it comes up with it, but it's it's just so yeah. great. I love it. I get the sense that it's about something very specific, and I have no clue what that is. Um, but also, mm. I, I'm I have a theory now that the girls are just the guys in the band. Oh yeah, oh, a sort yeah. of um, so interview the guys or interview mm. us or like some sort of self-referential thing because it seems to me the the lyrics are very like not like personal but written from like a very personal point of view like there's some situation that um i guess Jonas has found himself in um but it's kind of hidden but first kier you um you need to blow our minds here you wanted this song specifically (laughs) for this season so um Okay. Indulge. So, Indulge us. So, you know, like I said, this is probably my second favorite song on the album. I kind of compare it to a lot of other songs, which I think are kind of underappreciated. I feel like there's always that one in a Mew album. Uh, like, you know, Seething Rain. I know a lot of us really love it, but I think it is one of those songs that's kind of overlooked again. Yeah. Uh, I think Seething Rain is a really technical uh, and very interesting song, complex, fantastic live in a big uh, stadium. Yeah. Set. Amazing Just live, mm-hmm. <laughs> incredible. I feel mm-hmm. like with um, you know, 
no more stories you've got like tricks of the trades that gets kind of overlooked a little bit as well Uh, and like you say deep cuts later in the album maybe people just aren't really focusing on them same again with like learn our crystals i feel like that gets overlooked a bit um but with interview the girls i think i compare it a lot to something like seething rain in the fact that i love it because of kind of how the song progresses musically um so it's a song that grows and its biggest strength is in its contrast so like if you take the first part of the song when it begins it starts off very simple uh the music feels very longing and it's quite uniform um and i think it's in a minor key at the beginning as well uh but as the song progresses gradually more instruments uh, and different parts start to join in uh obviously with the vocals that's probably the most well i want to just make a point as well to say the bass in this song absolutely slaps and i love it and uh, i think it's really really good um but yeah you know as the song progresses you get some additional voices joining in and it gradually just builds up until it slingshots into that massive explosive chorus but the chorus is a complete contrast to like the verse of the song it's very complex uh it's major in a major key and it's very conversational the singing and i think that's why sometimes it's quite hard to understand what the lyrics are you know personally i'm not someone who always reads lyrics or anything like that i i just get a lot of emotion from how something's being sung or you know just the music in general uh i i just love the melodies in this one it's it's very complex melodies a lot of different melodies uh it has what we you know uh people call uh call answer singing so you'll notice like Jonas he'll he'll sing something and then he, you'll hear his other voice basically sing something back so it's like a conversation almost um effectively the song grows into a, like almost a melody a medley sorry as each part and each voice within the song uh, including the instruments here as well is almost singing its own song and they just all happen to harmonize so it's not like traditional harmony like zookeeper's boy where they're just kind of like singing the same melody uh, melodies but you know uh over each other at different octaves and different tempos it's each part for this uh harmony if you will is basically singing something completely different and this growth never stops so if you notice after the first chorus once it goes back to the verse there's just more there it's not the same it doesn't go straight back to how it was they slowly add more and more uh to build up even when it goes to a bridge it's completely new the verse is still more interesting than the previous verse it's like a form of compound change (laughs) that's the best way i can describe it um the thing to listen out for is like the drums and the synth just pay attention to those when you're listening to the song and you'll notice the differences as it's progressing even when it goes back to a part you've already heard it's different um and obviously by the end of the song we've got all these separate songs <laughs> like you could pick out an instrument and you could pick out one of the vocal melodies and take it out and put it in isolation and it would sound different to another one that you took out so it just feels like all these songs all coming together and all these lyrics joining in together that builds into this massive crescendo which i just find like so euphoric and so beautiful (laughs) um and you know i just 
I find it so interesting. I was talking to one of my uh, good friends about this song. Um, he's not a big Mew guy either, but uh, I used to live with him. And, you know, after I moved out, he started listening to Mew more. And this was a song that he kind of latched onto as well. Uh, and, you know, he was like just kind of raving about it to me and like telling me all this, uh, these interesting details that made me like pay attention, like uh, the core singing thing. Um I've actually got something to recommend to kind of give an example. So have you guys ever, you know, heard of the, you know, the play, uh, well, the film Oliver? Yeah. Um, you know, can I have some more? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's a lot of different stories. Mm. Yeah, that's the best way I can explain it. It's okay. like a lot of different stories. Everyone's got their own song, but they all just happen to harmonize together. Mm. And that's what I think I find most beautiful about the song Interview the Girls. It's it's bigger than the, it, the sum of its parts. Each part just makes it into this big thing. So it's bigger than the sum of its parts, really. And that's why I think the song goes a bit under the radar. Uh, well, I think it... I think it deserves a bit more, you know, kind of appreciation, really, because I just think it's very complex and very interesting. Uh, Is it like a musically? continuation of what we experience on Sukeeper's Boy in the end? Yeah, more or less. It's like it develops on that idea, because uh, like with the Zookeeper's Boys, with the harmonies, you do have, you know, they are singing different things. Uh, yeah, it's like an expansion of that idea, really. I have a very hard time when I was reading the lyrics, that final bit of the song. Yeah. I could not hear or follow along at all. Mm. I could like pick out <laughs> words here and there, but it did not match what I was hearing. And oh. that's the thing. You know me, I love new songs that really challenge me. So like it's mm. almost like too much when you first hear it and it's like overpowering. But if you just let it like kind of, if you, s I just, you know, because I don't focus on the lyrics, I just let the sound carry me. <laughs> and yeah, I love it. Yeah, so now's the time for, for lyrics, I suppose. Take it away, Anne. You tell me in so many hushed words. You tell me in so many hushed words. In your chrysalis, I go. Because you were right, and I know. We're live on the radio. You tell me that I need to get ready as they interview the girls for the quietness of their world and doubts that look like earthquakes are distant memories. Give your cruel ride to someone. Come back now with your cinnamon outlook. This will carefully extinguish the same warmth that helped me the things you give stay given for me to carry. Give your cruel ride to someone. I'll do anything. Call it a night in the moonlight. Else we, else we never get home, never sleep. Oh, never leave, never leave. I'll do anything. 
I'ma let you go and get back to work. Come along, take it slow a while with me. I'ma let you go, such important work. Day will come, days have gone, while I was here waiting. Give your cruel ride to someone. I'll do anything. Call it a night in the moonlight. Else we, else we never get home, never sleep. Oh, never leave, never leave. Give your cruel ride to someone. Our somersaults, our somersaults. I believe. I'll do anything not to cry on the radio this time. I don't know how this is going to end up. Uh, but let's start with the surface read. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I've kind of just said um, what what I think. I think it's about the band themselves. They, they t- like, I, f- I feel like they tend to write about themselves. Not If, if I'm going to guess, it's not too deep. Uh, it's some He's trying to depict some situation, or Jonas is trying to depict some situation he found himself in at one point where an interview happened and the interview the girls is the band that's kind of my my surface read but lots of holes uh i hope you can fill uh, to to make it more clear what's actually going on right yeah i i think also it's a it's about the band somehow i don't know if the band are the girls because i think the lines as i mentioned <laughs> we're live on the radio you Tell that I need to get ready as they interview the girls. I think so. Uh, yeah, so it I, could be someone else, I guess, yeah, that's yeah. being interviewed, and he's just getting ready to be on next. Yeah, but I mean, the first line of the song is one line that I'm curious about. Like you tell me in so many hushed words, I'm thinking like this is like a dialogue between two people maybe, and in the chorus, mm. uh, you can't. You say that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't really make out what is being sung in the chorus without reading the lyrics. At least not the last chorus. It's very much like, or the last two chorus, I guess, um, where he's saying, give your cruel ride to someone. I'll do anything. Call it a night in the moonlight. So I, I just thought maybe, are those the hushed words? I'd never re- read the lyrics until today, so I had no idea. I thought maybe the, the chorus was just like, almost just a vocalizing almost. I didn't know that they had that many words. Uh, I could figure out, you know, the I didn't know what it was, but the, the give a cruel ride to someone. I have no idea what that means, first of all. Uh, I could hear that he was actually singing something there, but in the background, he's also singing a lot of things, and I could never make out that. I thought that was just like harmonizing and stuff. Um, so, I'm, yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm very confused by the song, and I really am sorry that I can't really add anything other than this to it. Yeah. Odd was out. <laughs> yeah, totally out. I'm done for. Yeah. I again, I don't. I'm not sure what the lyrics are actually about. I I do remember you saying, Thomas, that maybe the girls are actually the band. I can see that being the case because I know you know from hearing you guys talk about the lyrics previously, the band or Jonas at least likes to um, write a lot personally but in the th- almost like in the third person maybe so he could have just gender swapped for this and like made it a different person but it's actually him projecting his own experiences on a character that he's writing about almost yeah um i mean you know 
with clinging to a bad dream i felt like the music kind of gave some ideas as to what the lyrics might be about and i'm wondering if it's uh, if that's the same with this because like you know like godfast said like it could be about someone having a conversation with someone um again i when i listen to the song i get the ideas of growth and when i look at the there was one line which you know come back now with your cinnamon outlook this will carefully extinguish the same warmth that helped me the things that you give stay given for me to carry i kind of always associated at least the last part of that verse with some kind of like personal growth because you're like learning from someone or you know just developing from experience but i can't say that i necessarily get that from all the lyrics really so I'm a bit like Odvar, really. I, I'm not 100% sure what the lyrics are about. <laughs> what about you, Karimi? Do you have uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Have you made yourself any? I I mean, it's it makes sense a lot of sense what everyone's saying. It's like I feel this um kind of Jonas trying to tell the story without saying it's my story, like putting in like third person or more but i think it's also like uh when you're kind of falling apart for someone else's fault Mm. and and you're trying to get the good things that that person give you like on the party says like the things you give me stay given for me to Mm. carry it could be like the good way or the bad way because you you i think all the time you carry with all the other things like you, you make other problems yours and especially when you're in a relationship like i think it's that part of um that is not you but you act or react the way you are doing it because of other persons but sometimes you don't know how to um give that off of you i don't know but yeah. i think yeah i think it's more about like their own feelings but pretending not uh, make them yours hmm. in a way hmm. i don't know if i explain myself but but yeah i'm agree that it's like he's trying to tell his story or part of his story or his feelings without saying it's me <laughs> yeah yeah i think mm-hmm. so and i think like the general idea of the song is the struggle to keep the emotional ups and downs of someone's personal life from affecting their professional and public image. And the way that you could read it is either it's um, speaking about uh, this person's relationship with another person, or it could be a personification of their own inner voice and anxiety or doubt that's kind of arguing with itself or giving mm-hmm. itself a pep talk depending on how you're reading a certain line because there is a lot of like duplicitous sort of language like somebody um showing an exterior that's one thing but you know the underneath it's a lot darker and it could be either a person or his own um inner voice saying these horrible things to him so I can't really make up my mind which one it probably is. I I mean, I would lean, from you saying that, I think I would lean more towards that. I mean, in terms of like, again, going back to the way this, the singing is portrayed in the album, 
it is you know the, the reaction that like a lot of us have had is like i have no idea what's being said it could be like someone's jumbled thoughts mm. uh, while they're having that inner dialogue with themselves yeah. so you know if they got that call answering singing you know the very the clearer uh voices um you know when he's just singing the main bits and then you've got all the bits in the background like you know it's it could be a really good representation for someone having really conflicted um maybe <laughs> you know their thoughts are almost like attacking them and mm-hmm. they're finding it really hard to like manage their thoughts yeah, yeah. so that's interesting yeah. yeah yeah so like if you have anxiety a lot of times mm. you'll have things that will just repeat in your head over and over and if you're trying to like focus on something that's really important like say it's an interview on the radio like this sort of scenario and mm. your anxiety is just looping these things in your head and you're just trying to stay focused it's like just shut up let me do this thing yeah but it yeah. just keeps going and going and going like come on go go you know take that give somebody else that cruel ride i don't want to deal with this mm. right now i've got other things yeah. to focus on uh, yeah, I think the last line really plays into that as well. Like the last line just kind of like sums that up perfectly. I'll do anything not to cry on the radio yeah. this time. Yeah, I was just about to say about, about that one. Like, hmm. I mean, it happens sometimes. Like you, you're caring so much on yourself, like inside you, that you you showing the world or or showing the people that you don't care about your feelings and stuff. But like sometimes you cannot contain yourself, and you in public you just falling pieces and like mm. that part like i'll do anything not to cry on the radio these times like sometimes it's the only way that you can express yourself like <clears throat> when you're in public but sometimes like you don't want to be the way to express yourself so it's mm. like i'm trying to hold so hard for myself like to no showing that i'm feeling like this way mm-hmm. i guess for you, i guess for you karame um mm-hmm. You know, in your profession as well, like, you know, you, you, you're told sometimes, like, you have to, like, uh, present yourself in a certain way with a certain emotion uh, when mm-hmm. you're taking ph- photographs. But I guess, like, you know, maybe when you'll have a, you have a day yourself where you're not feeling great mm-hmm. or you're having confused thoughts, maybe that's really difficult, but, you know. Yeah, so, it I, is. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, also something happens, like, when I'm in my job, like, and I and I'm having like a horrible day or a horrible weekend or whatever mm. and I have to pretend in front of my clients that I yeah I'm super happy and I'm like this yeah. cool girl yeah. that I don't care like I have the perfect life but like inside me I'm like completely destroyed or I'm dead that I can it happens to me sometimes when I just got out of my job like and I'm walking home or taking the salt way back home like I start crying because I cannot like hold myself um yeah you know like more that is like i just i can't anymore i can't pretend that i'm okay when i'm not mm-hmm. and but i have to do this because of my job yeah yeah it's almost like, like there's two cannot... sides to a person yeah, exactly. like one's personality right yeah. the positive yeah, yeah. side and the negative <laughs> side <laughs> hope you see where i'm going with this yeah, yeah. Um, i see where yeah. you're going with this because <laughs> it, it does seem like there's um this it, there is a lot of technology being mentioned in this song. I'm kind of getting to the next level here with radio. Yeah. We we already have a song like Satellites on the album, which also uses a lot of technology and and words like that. Um, and it, it's it's this idea and it's trying to frame this very public persona. But as, we, as, as you've pointed out, Kira, many times, is that behind that persona, there's obviously a real person 
with um, their own worries and such. Um, mm. And the way you kind of described how the 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 singing is layered, mm. I can't help but I, I want to point out that in the, in the line, give your cruel ride to someone, what he's actually singing is give cruel to someone, right? Like he's skipping yeah. lines and mm-hmm. someone else mm-hmm. is singing or he's mm-hmm. singing it, but yeah. in a different tone. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how the song builds. That's kind of what you meant, isn't it, Kier, when when you talk yeah. about that harmonizing by the end where it's all just a big mess, really. Yeah, a beautiful mess. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really cool how the very last uh, couple lines are sort of buried in the sort of mess and you yeah. don't actually hear them, or at least I can't make out our somersaults are somersaults. I believe I'll do anything not to cry on the radio this time. I don't hear that. Yeah. It's so I, buried. I, really, I, I yeah. could, oh. I could sort of hear it when I focused on it. I tried to follow the lyrics while listening to it and I could, but, I couldn't hear yeah. it clearly, but I, I could hear like parts of it. So it's I love so the part cool. where he sings yeah. our somersaults, our somersaults. Like it, it he sings it really high, yeah. uh, the, that particular line, but I, I love the way it sounds. I think it's so interesting that that might be the key to the song. I'll do anything not to cry on the radio this time. And it's it's buried the deepest. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. very true. Um, I, I've, I'm i reading through the lyrics again while we'll talk about this. And yeah, I, I think for what I'm seeing now is still, it's, I think it's from Jonas's perspective, talking to like a confidant or some sort, like a, uh, in a relationship or like it could be a like psychiatrist or anything. Just, he basically just lets that person kind of take control. Like he goes into that person's chrysalis, like this, is, that's the, the papa, right? From like a butterfly thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he goes into. And cause you're right. And I know, uh, like he just gives up basically to someone. I get an almost like Gollum-like sense of it now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. could yeah. see it that way. The two yeah. sides Absolutely. of a personality. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like, it's uh, I'm I'm, ooh. I'm let you go and get back to work, right? That's the the Gollum side to Smeagol or something. Yeah, maybe it's the personal Jonas and the professional Jonas yeah. talking to each other. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah. The more that I hear about this now, I'm I'm certain that's what it is. <laughs> hmm. yeah, yeah, I can see that more, and I, I yeah. can like um, reflect myself a little bit in that some part of the song, like especially mm. that one, and let me you go and get back to work, like my anxiety or my feelings like let me do my job mm-hmm. like do not mm-hmm. come yeah. right now because i'm yeah. doing this so like i'll get back to you whenever i have time mm-hmm. to listen to to you know and like take care of you but like right now i have to do my job like yeah yeah just mm-hmm. oh my god yeah <laughs> i never mm-hmm. saw the, the, this way this song like analyzing the lyrics and and like trying to to get what what was happening or what was on his mind when he was writing this you know yeah i'm really uh, noticing the line i'ma let go let lem, lem, what's it what's that line lemma let I'm me a, I'm let, you, let go. you go oh such I'm important go. work right just, there's yeah. some uh, irony there let me mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you go do your very important work right kind of underlying it's probably not that important but you need to make it seem so because um, it is a radio interview really that important I guess right. in, in, in some way you feel it is because you need to promote something. Or right. I guess in this case, yeah. he would need to promote an album or a single or something. People have expectations uh, as well. They expect something from you as well. You, mm-hmm. They expect you to show up and be there for them. So there's some sort of 
self-reflection in that right like how how real is it really what you're doing if if you aren't showing your real self yeah um and i guess that's why it's a cruel ride mm -hmm. yeah makes sense <laughs> yeah uh, it's a this is interesting line that one like give you a cruel ride to someone <laughs> uh mm. i can sort of guess what it means but it is also like a cool way of saying something uh, that i don't really understand at the same time well if you have like a really mean inner voice like if you're really hard on yourself it feels like you're you're giving yourself a cruel ride all the time yeah 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 true because you're you're hardest on yourself if you're your own worst mm. critic and, yeah. you know people like Jonas tend to be that way i'm definitely that way yeah um and when you have to basically perform for a client in some fashion, I mean, doesn't matter what your line of work is. If you have a client, your your job is to please that client. And if your personal life and your own feelings are getting in the way of that, then that's going to affect, you know, the outcome of whatever you produce for that client. Mm -hmm. And this is the album that was a struggle for them, wasn't it? Um, yeah. To get out. It took them a long time. There was a, a lot of expectation for this album because of the just for the sheer like number of years it took to make. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, it all kind of plays into itself. It yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Another one I'm kinda latching on to because it intrigues me. It's not that I understand it. It's the come back now with your cinnamon outlook. This will carefully extinguish the same warmth that helped me. The things you give stay given for me to carry. I have no clue what actually any of that means, but I can't help but feel there's a little bit of what you call Danishness in there, like the idea of a cinnamon. And cinnamon I mean, yeah. spicy. It reminds yeah. it reminds me of like rose, you know, lemon truth. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Bitter. Yeah. yeah good, but good I'm point. trying I, with cinnamon. I. I, I yeah, what's I, so I'm a big fan of cinnamon. Dan so I'm not really... <laughs> obsessed with cinnamon. So, okay, like there, if you've heard of a Danish, right? When you go to a mm -hmm. bakery, mm -hmm. but yeah. there's not no such thing as a Danish in Denmark. You go to the no. bakery, and anything you point to will have cinnamon in it and butter in some capacity, <laughs> like yeah. generally. So, we love cinnamon. Okay, <laughs> it's a it's a classic in any sort of cake or dessert or yeah so when when i see jonas use that word i cannot help but think mm. <laughs> seems a little bit danish um yeah. so i again i'm thinking there's some yendelo here because he wants to extinguish yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to put put this idea with the f danishness or his personal approach to i don't know like interesting yeah i think that's a <laughs> and the, that's the warmth fun. the same warmth like it's that safety in what you know in home and that's very much what i personally would get out of like eating a cinnamon bun like mm. yeah it's just like pure hygge like there's nothing yeah, there exactly. Yeah. um so that that's what i get from those lines what he's trying to say with it, I have no idea. But I thought it was interesting to share as a Dane. Yeah, that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. I didn't know that at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like he's talking to himself kind of from those mm -hmm. different perspectives. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, this come back now. Someone's telling him to come back, but it's himself. And then mm -hmm. by the end, it's the other side of him that's saying like... Uh, for me to carry like 
the the lines do do a weird sort of up and down or back and forth or plus and minus. I don't know. Um, Somersaults. I have no idea. Somersaults. Mm. Thank you. So we've uh, talked at length about this song and also got a lot of tidbits from from you, Karima, uh, about when the world wakes up and how that came to be. That was so cool to hear. Thank you. Um, no, thank you. But I just wonder, any last thoughts here? Anything any of you guys want to say that kind of came from our conversation about Interview the Girls? Oh, well, I'm happy that we actually got something out of the, out of the lyrics. And um, I'm just going to probably listen so much to this song now because I've finally realized how good this song is. And I feel like I need <laughs> I, I listened to it a few times in a row earlier today. I was like, why haven't I given this like a fair chance before? And now, yeah, I'm so, so happy that I don't dislike the song anymore. And I can finally just like play it and enjoy it. <laughs> I think what nice. Kier had to say about the way that the song was constructed and how it builds helped yeah. my understanding of mm-hmm. what the lyrics could mean. And that was a really huge boost for me. So thank you, Kier. Oh, no problem. I'm glad. I, I, I love this song. I still love it. I just want everyone to love it as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there. It feels now, a yeah. bit like a, a seething rain as well. Uh, in the way mm. that it builds into this chaotic mess, but where seething rain is that chaotic, grungy rock and roll mess. This feels more like a, a symphony. Yeah. No, yeah. I mm. guess. I guess. I was. I was kind of wondering what the strings me- meant. Why would they want to play that song with strings? Mm-hmm. I guess. Like, yeah. If there was some symbolism there, but I guess that's just it. It is. It was a symphony by the end of. Yeah. Mm. Lyrics, I guess. I definitely appreciate the song more, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, Yay! <laughs> just like Lernar Crystals, I, I think I can, can put this song next to it now on my playlist and be like, okay, you, you guys make the cut now. Cool. Nice. Is that how we all feel after the analysis? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Now I'm going to hear in a different way the song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always appreciate listening to you guys talk about lyrics because it just gives me greater insight into the inner workings of it all. And yeah, it's really helpful. Yeah, and I can I look forward to actually being able to sing along to the song now and know what I'm singing <laughs> in the chorus and just being like... <laughs> what we need to do is we need to sing it together. That's the only way it'll ever work. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Synergy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and restrictions allow it we'll uh we'll go to karaoke and we'll try and <laughs> yes. can any of harmonize. us sing as high as jonas mm. though i certainly can't and <laughs> uh, no, oh, without no. doing a falsetto i don't think i i can reach we'll... reach certain high notes but not in the same way as he can no <laughs> we'll do the drunken bar version of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna sound beautiful i'm sure yeah. absolutely oh, man. <laughs> no one's gonna know what's going on <laughs> thank you for joining us karime and uh thanks to everyone listening thank to the episode me. oh no it was I, wonderful honestly, to have you great here having you. thank really you for great. joining us yeah, it was so yeah, cool thank you so could, could work out in the end <laughs> yeah thank you yeah i really enjoyed this time too thank you so much you're always welcome back. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Thank you. Anytime, guys. Like honestly. Okay. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I want right. to learn more about the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> the awesome. Behind the behind the lyrics. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. for sure. We'll be back next Monday with uh, another episode. So do follow us 
and by subscribing in your favorite podcasting app. And otherwise, you can find anything by following MuX on social media, where the handle is MuXInfo, or the website MuX.info. Here you can find anything you like about Mu, I guess. I've said this line many times, so I'll leave you with that. With that. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, that was my cold acting up. Right. Till next time, guys. See you around. Bye. Right. Bye. 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 Thank you.